Bridge. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Frustrated Fans, venting frustrations one fandom at a time. I'm your co-host Jeremy. I'm your other co-host Pete. And welcome to episode 17, where we talk about what we're thankful for. Me, I'm thankful for the fact I only have to work three days this week. I'm thankful for the fact that I got like 30 bucks off a video game because Best Buy labeled it wrong. And I'm also thankful for murder. Huh. What was that last one? Oh, nothing. nothing. Oh, okay. Just keep going. Don't worry. So, <laughs> surprisingly, there's a very few uh, movies set around Thanksgiving, at least when you compare to the cornucopia that's set around Halloween for horror movies, or uh, Christmas movies, or, God, how, I don't even want to think of how many there are there. Countless. Yeah. But when it comes to the American holiday Thanksgiving, and forget you the Canadian version... There's not a lot of ones out there, and we're not even talking movies that are directly uh, – Thanksgiving is the biggest thing. We're talking movies that yeah, even reference – like have Thanksgiving happen during the course of the movie. Uh, I mean – Most of them are comedies too. Yeah, we that just we found a list on the – found a list on the bastion of internet information on his Wikipedia of films set around Thanksgiving, and geez, we haven't seen a lot of these. Yeah, I haven't even heard of some of these. Heck – on action, there's one movie, and it's the original Spider-Man movie from 2002, and I completely forgot that that took place during Thanksgiving at one point. Right. Well, it also takes place during the end of their Peter's senior year, so there's a pretty big span yeah. of time. Yeah. As far as animated ones growing up, uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Yep. I remember watching that a lot when I was a kid. And that's about it. As far as yeah. comedy is probably the biggest category here. And we have... Which, the best one of the bunch that it... Well, there's a couple of decent ones on here, but I'd say the best movie in this list is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, by far. Such a good movie. With the close Grumpy Old Men. Yes. Grumpy Old Men, very good movie. I haven't seen it in... I can't remember how long, but that is a very good movie, too. Yeah. And on the other... And then, surprisingly, Adam's Family's Value is listed, and I'm going to call... Uh, I'm not. I'm going to call a file on that one, because... No, it happens during summer camp, and they just strangely have a Thanksgiving play. So, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, then on the other end of the spectrum uh, of good, there's Paul Blart Mall Cop, uh, which is getting a sequel. Son in- yeah, which is getting a sequel. Why? Son-in-law, which I haven't seen it. I don't really know anything about it, but it stars Pauly Shore, so I'm going to assume it's garbage. And the movie that took the crown away from Battlefield Earth for most Razzies, Adam Sandler's opus, Jack and Jill. And when you beat out L. Ron Hubbard for worst ever, worst movie ever made. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. God, that's amazing. So continuing down this list, uh, when it comes to drama, Rocky shows up and Rocky 2. I forgot. I never. I obviously forgot about that one. Same here. And then uh, Four Brothers, which yes, is a great movie. Oh, it's a. It's grisly as hell, and yeah, it doesn't. But it, it's actually a pretty good movie. Yep. So, 
And then we come to this the category we really covered today, horror. Yep. And there's actually a couple. There's three movies on here that are just called Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Excellent. There's Blood Rage, Alien Abduction, <laughs> A Family is Terrorized by Extraterrestrial Creatures While Celebrating Thanksgiving. We might have to cover that next year. That sounds fun. Yeah, Home Sweet Home, <laughs> an escaped mental patient embarks on a killing spree over the Thanksgiving weekend. So, Boogeyman. What was that? Oh, Boogeyman. Yep. And then today's feature, <laughs> Thanksgiving where a group of students are hunted by a demonic turkey named Turkey during Thanksgiving break. Yeah. Just, oh gosh, uh, where do we start? Well, I mean, I know we usually go into, like, oh, this is our history with the franchise and stuff, but, yeah, we didn't know this movie existed until a couple weeks ago. We were just Googling stuff to do, yeah. yeah. We wanted to do a movie for Thanksgiving, and the only movie I could think of off the top of my head that took place during Thanksgiving was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And we know I love that. So yeah, which is a great movie. So we wanted to find something different, and yeah, then we found this. And just like one look at the DVD cover <laughs> online, we went, yeah, we we gotta cover this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I hadn't noticed what's in the upper left corner, but I actually want to talk about that. So we'll, okay. I won't want to spoil that, but that's worth mentioning. Sounds good. Um, so yeah. Thanks Killing is – it's essentially like a D-list horror slash black comedy. Right. Where – Made on a budget of $3,500. Yep, which to put that in perspective, the movie Clerks, which had to be shot in black and white, had a budget of $26,000. So you can imagine, like, what they did to get this movie done. And after watching it, yeah, I can see that there wasn't much of a budget. It was released at the Sacramento Horror Film Festival on December 8th, 2008, mm-hmm. and then released on DVD in 2009. And Also for... Actually, sorry. Oh, actually, I didn't interrupt. Also oh, for okay, uh, yeah. comparison, Halloween 1978, which is one of my favorite films, made on a mm-hmm. budget of... Thirty three hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. So, wow. We this is really this is like student film territory. I'm going to assume they already had the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some of that money went in towards the tripod, which I don't think they had one because there's a lot of shaky cam in this movie. Because really, it it looks like everything was filmed with a handheld. Huh. I guess I got, I was forgiving of that because normally when it comes to you know like big-budget movies, and they do shaky cam, I want to reach to the movie and slap the director. Especially in action scenes. Yeah. Like, during fights and stuff. No, this one, I the, when it was shaking around, I'm like, okay, this is somebody holding a handheld, and this movie had a budget of 3500 I'm not going to, you know, peg on them for that. Yeah. So, basically, the movie begins off, and this is, actually caught me by surprise. <laughs> um, it's well-known, a feature of... Um, low-budget movies, especially to keep uh, male audiences in their seats that mainly show parts of women that are normalized, normally covered. Uh, He's talking about boobs. There's that, and <laughs> um, I mean, you see it. You see it now and then. You certainly see it in the Howling Two, 
which oh you spoony cover. Yeah, you definitely see it in the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Mm-hmm. In it, almost every single Friday the Thirteenth movie, they have that right. And the, what I honestly didn't expect the very first shot, the very first <laughs> frame of this movie to be a shot of a single exposed breast. <laughs> and to be honest, I honestly thought this was gonna be this was a fake out. <laughs> I thought that's like. I'm like, no, they they couldn't be that desperate. Yep. And I honestly thought it was an orange they had painted, and nope. Nope, then they pan back. Yeah, they pan back. And it's a topless pilgrim. <laughs> and she runs around, and then all of a sudden she trips and falls and turns and sees an evil-looking turkey with a tomahawk. Which equips and something we really probably shouldn't say on air. No. And uh, uh, kills her. Yep. And uh, yeah, so on the cover of the DVD, as you mentioned, in the upper left, on, well, on the cover yeah, of the box, in the upper left, as you mentioned, it says, warning, boobs in the first second, which I did see that before I started watching the movie, so when that popped up, I went, oh, they weren't kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly thought that was a fake out. It was like a parody of low budget movies who do this. So nope. No, it's genuine. <laughs> but we'll get into the main plot of the movie after our first break here. Sounds good. Damn that was good. You just got stopped. And we're back. So our movie opens after the pilgrim gets axed some five centuries later, as five cool college students, and let's be honest here, I can't really, I couldn't remember their names if you held a gun in my head. And literally, um, they... I know that the jock is named Johnny, mm-hmm. the fat redneck is named Billy, the nerd is named Darren, I don't remember either of the girls' names. Okay. I mean, movie two, it's credit or detriment, whatever you want to call it, just relies on character archetypes. And there's some sense that some of these lines had to be improvised. But Oh, yeah. I mean, no one goes to the horror, horror movies watching, looking for a deep story, generally yeah. speaking. But, um, I, I mean, if again, if you held a gun in my head, I would tell you, well, there's a jock, there's a ditz, there's a fat redneck, there's a nerd, and there's a blonde, re- uh, excuse me, bland, redhead yep and i wouldn't be inaccurate yeah that's pretty much their walking stereotypes and it's it's intentional though is it on the front of the dvd even says like this is a horror slash comedy and so it it's all done intentionally as a as a gag and especially once you actually see them act or their lack of acting right so they start heading home for home, uh, heading home from Thanksgiving break, and their car breaks down, and they camp out for the night. And as they're setting up, the nerd tells the story of a folklore story of, quote, Feather Cloud. And I'm reading from Wikipedia here, so. Long story short, one of the pilgrims kind of pissed him off, so he necromanced himself up a turkey and said, uh, said it against the pilgrims. Am I the only one who is getting a flashback to that Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode with the witch doctor who resurrects chickens? 
No, no, you're not. <laughs> chicken or rice? Or rice, chicken. <laughs> so, um, they all laugh it off. Oh, it's just a just just a folklore, right? Yeah. Yeah. But meanwhile, in another part of the forest, a, a creepy old guy walks along with his dog. Oh, yeah, hobo where, man. So. Yeah, which. This whole part, like, actually got me laughing because the camera is so close to this dog. Like, I think they're actually leading the dog along with, like, something because it probably wasn't like, it's obviously not a trained dog for movies and stuff, so they're probably leading along with a piece of food or something like that. <laughs> so the camera's, like, right in its dog's face. <laughs> so the dog finds a mini, um... Totem pole. <laughs> totem pole, and the dog takes a piss on it. Which awakens turkey. Yep, which that's spelled T-U-R-K-I-E, by the way, everybody. And turkey wakes up, gets pissed on, gets pissed off, and then kills the dog. While this is happening, after he awakes, everyone's still laughing off the legend. And i, I got to point this one out. A eviscerated baby rabbit somehow is, is um, flown through the air and lands exactly in their campfire. Yep, and which, assume that turkey did it. Right. And the other four kind of like, or what, you know, they're understandably freaked out. But the jock, mm -hmm. he says the line, oh, come on, this is the woods. This stuff happens all the time. <laughs> sure. My, I think my favorite part was where the nerd, like, leads down to, he goes, looks like it was pecked by a beak. A turkey beak. <laughs> yeah. So the neck the bland redhead manages to encounter Turkey, but she runs away and he lets her go because he's trying to have fun with this. Yep. And, and the next day they drive off. Turkey yep. for well, well before they drive off, they're warned by uh, the old man who swears vengeance on the turkey because on Turkey because Turkey killed his dog, and he warns him. There's a evil Turkey loose in these woods. And he, like, kind of saunters off with a shotgun. Yep. Again, I have to mention, because Turkey is, of course, the comedy part of this all, he he uh, flags down a, a passing car to catch up with the teens, and the driver actually comes to a bird, mind you. <laughs> he compliments and... the bird on uh, the bird's uh, large posterior. Yep. Well, he starts out with the cash, cash, grass, or ass. And, uh, yeah, and so when he attempts to get it on with Turkey, Turkey grabs a gun and points it to his head, shoots him, and then drives off while laughing. While laughing. And we're not going to mention how a bird can steer a car. He's magical Turkey. Right, right. He can do whatever he wants. All five kids go to their respective homes, and... We get a quote-unquote heartwarming scene where the jock yeah. tries to make up with his estranged father. Yep, who his he's estranged with his father because he's now the second-string quarterback because on injury. the injury, yeah. Yeah, because of an injury. And so he decides to lie to his dad and say, I'm the first-string quarterback again, Dad. And they all laugh and smile. And then Turkey slits the dad's throat. Yep. And he runs inside and finds his mom with both of her eyes pecked out, and then she drops dead. Yeah. Which, uh, one of the moments in this movie where, you know, the, like, gore effects, like the practical makeup 
effects and everything are actually pretty good. Yeah, for a budget of 3500 this is comparable to movies from the 80s, slash books from the 80s. It really is. Yeah, and it's very impressive. Johnny runs off and gets all his friends back together, except for the Dits, who is... We have an interesting scene now. Yeah. This is probably the weirdest part of the movie, and considering we just covered a moment where a guy wanted to... Um, Bang a turkey. St- stuff the turkey. Yeah. Um, and then get shot by a turkey who can somehow u- not only use a gun but drive a car. We find the Dits, who's having sex with her boyfriend. The turkey kills the boyfriend, and then we get him... He picks Stopping up where the her. boyfriend left off. Yep. And then he snaps her neck. Before delivering so they, a one-liner. Yep. And they go to... Love the fact, they go to her house, find Turkey's wallet, and find a condom wrapper in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, God. <laughs> this movie is ridiculous. What did I just watch? <laughs> no, right? As I'm sitting here, I'm like, my windows are closed, right? <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, that happens. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! So they go to uh, the remaining girl's father's house, and before they get there, though, Turkey's there and tricks uh, the father, letting him in. But he's wearing just wearing like his mask. Yeah, <laughs> the Groucho Marx glasses. Just gotta chat for a little bit. But then the sheriff calls him a duck, and he goes, all right, that's it. And he so he kills the father, rips off his face, and puts it on himself. And it actually works in disguise because he fools all the other kids. Including, including the man's daughter. Including the daughter, who hugs him and everything. He's like, Dad, it's great to see you. He's like, yeah, good to see you too, Kirsty. I mean, Kristen. Whoever you are. <laughs> Whoever you are. Oh my god, yeah. It's t- <laughs> the, the movie just keeps getting more and more ridiculous at this point. So they look up and try to find out how to kill Turkey. Which they do, though, because apparently the, her dad has this huge collection of books since no one thinks to go on the internet. Yeah, because, I don't know, I figured all redneck well, sheriffs have books. No, no, they mention, they, they, they mention it outright. It's like, the nerd's like, well, we gotta go to the library and look this folklore up. And the mm-hmm. fat redneck's like, oh, man, books. <laughs> I can't eat that. Yeah, pretty much. That is his outright personality. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, dude, there's got to be some urban legend side out there. Oh, yeah. And so they go looking for a book about it, and they do find a book that says how to kill turkey. Except that but it's written in code. Which, not only is it written in code, he said it's written in, like, Algebra. So he has to, like, solve algebra and, uh, oh, God, like, calculus problems to figure out how to kill Turkey. Okay, if, <laughs> if you're making a manual on how to defeat a legend, why would you put in a mathematical code? I know, right? So they find Turkey trying to dispose of the sheriff's body, which I love how Billy finds Turkey with the, with the face still on him, trying to dispose of the faceless uh, sheriff, and it takes him a minute. He's like... Wait a minute! Yeah. If that's the sheriff, then you're Turkey! Yeah. Yep. Which, again, we get a good effects on the faceless sheriff. They actually did a good job with that. Mm-hmm. And so Billy leaves because he's hungry. 
and know that we're not making fun of him because he's a fat redneck. It's, he literally leaves. He's like, I'm done with this. I want to go get some food. And so Billy finds a floating cut paper cut out of a cooked turkey, which Turkey disguises himself as, yep. and he eats it with one bite. And all of a sudden... We play we homage get, to Alien. Yep. Turkey bursts out of his stomach, looks up, and goes, Gobble, gobble, melon farmer. And uh, he then runs out, and they find Billy, and he's dead, and Darren leans down over him. Darren's the nerd, and he's like, No, Billy! You gotta live! We then get this moment where it's a literal music video of them. They recorded this specifically for the movie about singing about how these two were best friends. <laughs> singing like this eulogy for Billy the Redneck. <laughs> oh, we need to take a oh. break after that. Yes, definitely. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. Now that's what I call foul play. <laughs> Alright, we're back. We've calmed ourselves that. down. Yeah. So, they find, they track down Turkey, and he's in his TP making a salad. Just go with it. Yeah. And they find out they have to say a prayer, and then burn him at the stake. So they say a prayer, and he's like, no, I'm leaving. He runs out, but then he's shot in the head by the creepy old man. And he says, I'm like, don't worry. I had to take I had to take revenge for my dog. Maybe one day you people find something to love as much as I did. And makes me kind of wonder how much he loved that dog. It's best not to ask. Yeah, considering the scenes we got earlier with animals and people, yeah, it's probably best not to think about yeah. Up. And so he gets shot into a dumpster that is full of radioactive waste. Way too close to any kind of civilian era, but, you know. Yeah, just out in the middle of the countryside. Why not? Yeah. So, and it reanimates him, and as they're sit, as the three survivors are sitting and watch movies, not really care, and they're like, man, glad he's dead. Yeah, he couldn't come back, right? No, nah, unless he got covered by radioactive waste and got mutated and they start laughing like oh that sounds like something out of a bad movie <laughs> and so then of course the nerd goes into the kitchen for snacks yep he rips out the nerd's tongue which again actually pretty good with the effects on that moment yeah it was pretty brutal looking and then he pecks his heart out yep and holds it up in front of him and then as the nerd dies, he sees Billy reaching down and was like, come come with me to the afterlife. There's no turkeys here. <laughs> he then stabs the jock with like one of those little electric knives things. Really? I thought that was an egg beater. Maybe I was Something wrong. Like yeah. Uh, on Wikipedia, it says electric knife. Yeah. So I thought I remember him like turning it on and it's it, spinning. Yeah. Maybe it was like one of the, uh, maybe it's like a turkey carver. That uh, could be it, yeah. Yeah. So, the jock dies, and... Well, he the, lived uh, long enough for Bland Redhead to get him out. Yep, and so then she grabs a aerosol can and a book of matches, and then lights Turkey on fire, puts him into a pile of wood, and it all gets catches on fire, and you see this one turkey leg fly out, and actually it's not even big enough to be a turkey leg, it's like a chicken leg. She picks it up and takes, like, this angry bite out of it, and goes, he's dead. <laughs> 
the old man walks where he's like, good job, girl. And then he just leaves. <laughs> and then our last scene in the movie at a completely other family's turkey, uh, Thanksgiving dinner, right after they're the grace, it, turkey comes back to life. And says, as a cooked turkey. As a cooked turkey, mind you. Yep, no head. So, and, and yells, do I smell a sequel? Word for a, well, okay. You're, if you're going to say it, you're going to say it. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> thanks, Chile. <laughs> what did we Which, think of it? Well, oh, this was funny. This movie was great. It, it knew exactly what it was. The, the, you could tell the people making it knew exactly what they wanted to make, and they did. It I'd recommend this to anyone who, if you have a strong stomach, if you don't mind like violence, yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you're into movies like this, you will get a kick out of this flick. I mean, if you're into horror movies or slasher flicks, definitely check this out. It's great. And we've already mentioned the special effects, but um, I have to mention one-liners. This was actually pretty refreshing because <laughs> the art of the one-liner has gone down in the last fifteen, twenty years. I'll agree to that. I mean, it was. I knew it was getting bad when 2004's iRobot, the big one-liner there, you have so got to die. I'm like, yeah. oh. So it actually got here. We we have such awesome ones. You've already mentioned the Gobble Gobble one. We already mentioned yep. the sequel. And my personal favorite, after the turkey gets done um, having his way Stuff, with the – Stuffing his victim. Yes. He literally says, you just got stuffed. It's terrible. It's it, it's hokey, and I laughed all the same. There was only yeah. one running gag that made me cringe, and had, there was a three three part running gag with a reference to the John Bonet Ramsey case. I'm like, okay, yeah. this movie was made in '08. <laughs> that happened in the mid that happened mid '90s, and look, it's dated, and moreover, it's pretty tasteless because the parents were exonerated a long time ago. Yeah, to put it in perspective, basically the line is they talk. They're talking about the Dits, who's also kind of like the horror of the group, and they say, "Yeah, her legs are harder to close than the John Benet Ramsey case." Yeah, and it's said three times. It's said three times, and the best part is, I think the funny, real funny part about it though is when it's said the second time, they forgot that it was mentioned before. <laughs> like they act like it had never been said. And the third one, it was it was the nerd trying to sound cool. And everyone yeah. kind of looked at him like, really? It's kind of deadpan. Yeah, and I'll admit, I actually laughed pretty hard at this joke all three times they said it. But it's also because I'm a bit of a sick bastard. Yeah, you, but... I'll admit that, and... Would you be I, doing this podcast if you weren't? No. <laughs> like, I, I'll admit, in the context of something like this movie where it's impossible to take anything seriously, I... I will find anything funny. Yeah. Uh, I will admit, if this gag had appeared in a big-budget comedy, like if this had shown up in like one of those terrible parody movies, like Space Movie or whatever the hell they call Disaster Movie and stuff like that, which I wouldn't put those movies above something like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I probably still would have laughed at it, but then I would have wondered how it actually got past something, like anyone actually approved of that. Okay. So... That's Thanksgiving. Much about to say of it, but we uh, would you recommend it? I would. Yes, and it is actually available for free on Hulu right now. Mm -hmm. That's how I watched it. So I watched it too. Well, that only means that we have December coming up since Thanksgiving falls December. 
Yep. For and massive shopping season that begins with a. F- now it begins on Thanksgiving itself. Thank you. Yeah, I was at Best Buy today, and it said we we're opening at 8 p.m. on Thanksgiving. I'm like, great. Uh, poor workers, yeah. man. I know. But I feel bad for them. If there's a lack of Thanksgiving movies, there's overabundance of Christmas ones. And there's in, even a new one coming out. In one particular, there was a Schwarzenegger film that also featured Sinbad yep. back in the 90s, and it called Jingle All the Way. And it actually had to do with a bit of this consumer, mass consumerism. Yep. Where the main character played by Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to find a toy that is essentially like Buzz Lightyear merged with a Power Ranger. And ha- with the popularity of Tickle Me Elmo. So, for some reason, in the infinite wisdom of studios, they decided to make a sequel to this movie. But they don't have any of the original cast, do they? Yeah, which I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised Sinbad's not in it because I'd be thinking he'd need work about now. Yep. And I'm not surprised Arnold Schwarzenegger's not in it. Well, cons- they're making a sequel to an 18-year-old movie, so nearly 20 years. And unlike with the recent Dumb and Dumber 2, I really doubt this is going to be good. And not just because the headline actor here uh, is Larry, Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy, which I will say this, it's not a se- it's not like a continuation of the story of the first one. If it was, I'd be like, wow, looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger's character really let himself go. Yeah. Actually, it looks but, like it's just a rehash of the first one. Awesome. Yeah, which I guess they're using the name for brand strength, but really? Okay, anyone who actually remembers this movie is our age at this point. At least, so. At least, yeah. And so... <laughs> So it's a straight. It's actually going to be. Fe- it's going to be part of our direct-to-video hell. Yes, it is. It's direct, direct-to-DVD, and it is also. It's produced by 20th Century Fox and WWE Studios, responsible for such gems as The Marine, The Marine Two, The Marine Three, and the upcoming Marine Four. Wait, they made three sequels to that movie? Yes. Oh, good lord! None of them featuring John Cena, who was in the first movie. Well, in f- in fact, they actually w- were going to put one of the re- they were going to put a- one of the wrestlers in the second one, but the real Marines got pissed because the guy they wanted to put into it had been dishonorably discharged by the Marines. <laughs> Great job, Randy Orton. Right. Uh, so next time, direct a video hell, jingle all the way to. I'm scared. You sh- will should be. <laughs> You should be. Who let Yoda in here? (laughs) Bye, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Do I smell sequel? Beyond!